Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. We're continuing a series today that we're calling Summer at No Limits, and basically what that means is you're going to get a different speaker every week during the summer over the next eight weeks. Last week, you guys heard from Chris Wills. My mind was so blanking out. I'm like, and he he talked about Christianity in American history. See, it's there, Chris. Don't worry. I was listening. (laughs) We're going to continue that on. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the lead pastor here at No Limits alongside my wife, Beth. And here at No Limits, we're on a mission of making a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God. We want to help people find freedom. We want to help people discover purpose. In other words, we want to help you live the life that God planned for you before you were even born. And it's a journey. You don't get there overnight. And that's why we come together every Sunday. That's why we get together in our small groups, because we, we need each other. And the goal we're reaching for is found in Ephesians 3.20, which is our core scripture here at No Limits. And it says, all glory to God, because he's able through his mighty power working in us to accomplish infinitely more than we could ask or think. In other words, he wants to blow your mind with what he can accomplish through your life. So that's what we're after. That's why we're called No Limits Church. So go ahead and look at whoever you're with right now and say, it's time to take the limits off. Well, like I said, I'm not the one delivering the message today. It's actually one of our behind-the-scenes leaders here, Tim Bell. He has an amazing gift on his life to teach, and he doesn't just bring it here at No Limits, but you guys may know this, you may not know, but he is a teacher at Tulsa Tech. So he teaches teenagers as his full-time job. Bless him. Yeah, he's a gifted man for sure. But Tim, why don't you go ahead and come on up here, and I'll pray for you while you come up. This guy's just an inspiration to me. He's my, he's my mentor. We get together once a month, and he keeps me accountable, so he keeps me on track. Let me pray for you, though, man. Thank you, Lord, for this message that Tim's going to bring. We ask that the spirit of wisdom and revelation just flow through him today. We receive it. We're excited for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. I, uh, I just found out earlier this week that this was going to be my week because uh, we were going to go on vacation. And it's a funny thing. Uh, Darla comes to me and she goes, here, I got something you should really speak about. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll take that into consideration. And uh, so I went the whole week and I grind. I, it was a grind. I went to every subject I could think of. I just, the Holy Spirit, and especially with all the stuff that's going on right now, you know, I was just grinding it. You know, just trying to figure out, and guess what the message was? It was the one that she told me to do from the very beginning. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? It's one of those things. All right, so uh, what we're going to do here today is that, as you know, I love that, the idea that the Old Testament and the New Testament are covenants. They're actually blood covenants. Okay, and the covenant is basically, if you look at it the same as a, as a car loan, it's not. But, I mean, a blood covenant, of course, is far more reaching. And using the blood of Jesus, of course, holy cow, it's a difference. But just for matters of alliteration, let's look at a car loan. So if you go in and you say, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this amount of money, and the, the bank says, okay, we'll give you this blessing, this money. This is, this is our part. We're going to give it to you. And there's two ways this can go. Either you can do it the right way and pay us back, Okay, that's the blessing. That's You did this and you did that. Oh, sorry, Mr. Bryant. Hey, for those of you on TV. <laughs> I was having a good time talking to Dave over here. Dave's my, my man. I got to deliver the message to Dave. <laughs> 
All right. So anyway, so and then of course uh, I'm, I'm going to use the Old Testament word of curse. If you don't, if you don't pay back your car loan, you get the curse, which is they take your car away. Okay. So really, that's kind of that's the basic concepts of a covenant. The Western covenant, of course, is nothing like what the rest of the world understands as a, as a covenant because we're kind of weak in that area. Okay, so uh, the Old Testament, of course, is a covenant, and many, many times everything is set up in a covenant format. So, uh, Ethan, I know I'm going to drive some people crazy here because I didn't bring my laptop for this. Will you give me uh, Psalm 91, 1 through 4? All right, so uh, the first part of this covenant, and I, I think you might remember when we were in uh, 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 Song of Solomon, remember how it would bounce back and forth as to who was actually speaking? Remember? It started out where, uh, if I remember right, it was the bride who would start speaking, and then, of course, then it became the groom who was speaking back to her, and then uh, you ended up with the crowd that was talking to him and all that sort of thing. Psalm 91 actually does this very same thing, but it does it, think of it in a covenant format, however, okay? So the man is going to start, the person, in, in a lot of the Psalms, you know, we're not really positive as to every Psalm who really wrote it, but here we go. This is, this is what the man says. Okay, he says, He dwells in the secret places of the Most High, shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Woo! If, if I get weepy on you, it just means that the Holy Spirit's just kind of getting me, and, and I'll, 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 just, I'll just start crying. So I'm warning you ahead of time. <laughs> All right. I will say of the Lord, okay, say again, this is, this is the man speaking. He's saying, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Do we need a refuge and a fortress right now? A real one. I'm not talking about just a house, you know. I'm not talking, I want a real refuge, something that no foe, there's nothing that can penetrate. I will say of the Lord. Now, see, he's confessing this. The psalmist is confessing this. He's saying, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean on and rely on, and in him I confidently trust. Okay, now, have you ever been like David where you're trying to convince yourself? Okay, so this is basically what he's doing right here. You know, he's probably in some deep doo-doo of some type. And he's saying... And so what he's doing is he's going into the word, he's going into his contract, he's going into his agreement that he has with, with God, and he's saying, these are the things that God says to me that I have. Now remember, in scripture it says, forget not the benefits, right? So this is what he's doing. He's, he's doing what we would refer to now as stirring up his spirit. He's stirring up his faith. Okay, and you can kind of see it. For then... He will deliver. Now, here we go. Now, watch this change. Now, wait a minute. We were just talking about how I will be in the Most High, right? So what's, what's changing in our pronouns right here? For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from deadly pestilence. Keep that one up, if you would, please, Ethan. Uh, so here we go. What has, what has changed is now you're dealing with someone else. Okay, it's not the guy, the person speaking anymore. He's already proclaimed his faith declaration. He's already said, 
all these things, the, 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 the Lord on high will protect me in the secret place. Okay? Now, someone is saying, well, since you said that, you're in covenant with God, who is the he. So if this isn't the person, and if it's not God, who's speaking right here? It's Jesus. All right, now, the people are always telling me, well, there is no Jesus in the Old Testament. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, it's all about Jesus. Oh, see, there it goes. I'm starting to get weepy. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Woo! Man, if this doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet, as they used to say. All right. Oh, my darling wife, thank you very much. Oh, she is more than a helpmate, I'll tell you that right now. All right. Woo! All right. So this is Jesus. Now, if you remember back in Genesis, remember when he says, he gets on there and he says, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay, that's Jesus. Okay, he's part of the, the Trinity. He's part of the Godhead. Okay, so what's happening here is you're actually seeing when you're dealing with the New Testament have you ever noticed that Jesus was your redemption? He did everything for you. He took all his sin with you. All right. So in the last days, when uh, it comes time for judgment, you'll stand in front of the Father. And who's your lawyer? Jesus is your lawyer. He actually sits there. So he comes up. Okay. The whole, so this is kind of how it's how it'll go. You know, I'll be standing there next to Jesus in front of the Godhead, in front of God, the Father. And Satan will come up and it says, hey, this dude, this is what he did. And, uh, and Jesus will say, I object. And God will say, what? And he says, I don't remember any of that. Uh, I had all the sin. I paid for it. Uh, this guy has no debt. Uh, he's completely holy. He's your son. And then Satan will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dismiss. Dunk. You're righteous. You're out of here. And it's all because of Jesus, right? All right. So, so here you go. What's happening here is the, the, the dude said, okay, I'm going to rely on God. Now, see, here's the thing with all the stuff that we have going on right here. We really need to remember not to try to rely on us. Okay, so when you talk about Psalms or when you speak out Psalms 91, which I really encourage you to do, uh, let the Holy Spirit determine whether or not you need to do it day to day or hour to hour. But I mean, just however you, you know, are moved to do it. So the man spoke the part, oh, I will be under the most high. So now here is your lawyer saying, since you're depending on God and his covenant, this is what you get. <laughs> All right, this is what you get. All right, so, for then he, God, the Father, will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. In fact, no trap. There is no trap that can get you. And from the deadly pestilence. Oh, dear. So the corona, clearly, according to God, and your commitment and his lawyer, says the pestilence cannot touch you. Right? Right? And that's the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! All right, here we go. See, my Ethan switched it for me just in time. Then he, the Father, will cover you with his pinions. Ah. 
And under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. Oh, all right. So here's what we got. Think about this. I don't know how many of you have seen uh, 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 the movie with Jack Black where he has to crawl the top and get an, an eagle egg. I mean, all right, so he crawls up to get the eagle egg. And what does that eagle do, man? The, the eagle just beats the tar out of him, like over and over. And so what's happening is, is the eagle is way up high above everything. So all of this stuff that's going on now, when you're under the security of the Father, you're looking down and all this stuff. It's just, it's way below you. And he's got his wings, pinions. His feathers are all around him. So those little chicks that are underneath the coverage of that, probably the mother, I don't know about eagles, but uh, probably the mother is, is, is protecting them. It's not cold. It's not windy. And they're on the top of a mountain, and all of that is being shielded. So that's what the significance of a lot of that the part is. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Of course, that goes back to the, the armor of, of, the, of God, which everybody in, uh, I imagine, I'm almost positive, in our uh, kids' room, that, that's one of their basics that they learn, is about what the shield of faith does for you. All right, hit me, Ethan. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night. All right, folks. I mean, if you've been struggling... And I'm going to just be blunt here. There's, it's kind of dark, and it can be heavy out there emotionally. With all the things that are going on, it can be hard. It can be. This is what you rely on. This is your covenant with the Father. Your lawyer here, Jesus, is telling you that you shall not be afraid. Now, if you are afraid, that's okay to admit. So what's your solution to this? You do what the man did at the very beginning. You actually confess it with your mouth. You said, Father, you said that I'm under your protection. You said that I'm, I'm covered under your pinions and your wings. You told me that I don't have to fear the terror of the night. Okay, now, it may not feel like anything changed for a while, but there's a lot. When you speak God's word... What happens? You're agreeing with God. Okay, so people say all the time, well, you never know what God's going to do. Well, no, he tells you exactly what he's going to do here. There's no mystery here. He's mis- his ways are mysterious. Well, not this one. No. So how do you know that it's his will that you be safe and that you be saved from the terror of the night and the arrow the evil plots and sh- slanders of the wicked. Ooh, slanders of the wicked. How much have you got that in your Facebook here lately? <laughs> really? I'm serious. I mean, I mean, I don't care what you say. You can just say, yeah, I don't know. you know, the sky is blue. No, I didn't. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> so all of these things, all of these things that are trying to get at you, if you are feeling them in your mind, if in your emotions, and it's starting to mess with you, this is your solution. You know that the will of God is what he says. If you pray what God wrote in your contract, you already know it's his will. How beautiful is that? You have his guarantee. It's in his word. All you have to do is do what the dude said at the very beginning and link up with God 
and your lawyer <laughs> talking to God the Father who's telling you what your benefits are. And these are some pretty sweet benefits. Uh, the arrow, that sl- the evil plots and slanders the wicked. Ooh, that's done. You don't even have to worry about that stuff. Have you ever worried sometimes, oh, I wonder what they're saying about me. You don't have to worry about it. Get under, get under the protection of God. Claim his word for your life. Hit me again, Ethan. Nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Oh, yeah. No more of my corona. All right, so. Nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. Okay, we're talking car accidents, right? We're talking uh, on-the-job accidents. We're talking, I mean, anything you can come up with. Pretty much, you are protected from all of these things. Do you have a fear of your child driving? No, I feel you. I feel you. My, my kid is older now to where he's, pretty, he's good now. He, he, oh, yeah. Well, I only, I only have the one. No, I feel you. I feel you. So here's a good place to dwell, Right? Okay, any time that something comes across your mind that's fearful thought of, of <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with her, and, uh, and, uh, and any time that that comes across your mind and it tries to get onto you, you, have, you, you remember the scripture that says you'll throw down vain imaginings? That worry is vain imagining, okay? Ooh, felt a few toes, including myself. Mm. Anything like that, that's a worry, that's a vain imagining. So what do you do? You go back here, you do what the dude did at the beginning, and you just quote through Psalm 91. And you say, I say, in Jesus' name, according to my covenant, that no, no destruction or sudden death can surprise and lay waste to anyone in my household. Cannot happen. And, you, and then you set your mind upon that. If you're still disturbed by it, if it still bugs you, you do it again. And if it still bugs you, you do it again. And you, you see a theme here? Now, eventually what will happen is the word will come into you and do what they call rhema. It'll suddenly go clunk into your spirit. I see a few nods. You know what I'm talking about. Something will just go bunk. When you finally get enough of this, when you've been speaking the word enough and you've been reading the spirit enough, then something just goes dunk. And before you know it, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not afraid anymore now. I understand what he's saying now. I get it. Of course, you're going to move on to the next thing. But uh, you got that one, you know, and, and they may try and creep back up into you. A lot of people don't, uh, you know, that know us know that uh, Darla and I uh, lost an infant son way back when we were first married. And because of that, uh, the, whole, the devil would like to jump on us with Ethan, you know, because there's an inherent fear that tries to grab us because of our experience. And because of that, uh, we've had to really work in this area when it comes to Ethan and his well-being. Of course, it's probably embarrassing. He's like, oh, goodness, in the back. <laughs> He's running the projector, those of you that don't know that are on... <laughs> So, uh, because of that, then sometimes he can, you know, so we really had to work on that. And it still tries to jump me. He's 22. And it still tries to jump me. 
every now and again. I know Darla too. She'll she'll say that it tries to jump her. And so what do I do? I go back to this and I say, no. Well, and other scriptures too, not just this one. All right, hit me, Ethan. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Woo, can you imagine that? That's like at Normandy, you know, when they're storming the beach. Thinking about that. And then the bullets are just thick as a wall, you know. And then everybody on either side, that is a soldier's promise. Oh, thank you. I, I, I really like Carrie's water. He usually gets me a smart water, but I don't think he knew I was doing this today. Well, he who gives a glass of water to the prophet, their reward shall not be lost. Yeah. Woo. Accept that. Grab that. I'm starting to feel like, who does that? Is that Creflo who does that? Oh, I forget who does that. <laughs> or what's his name from Chicago? <laughs> I like that. I love that guy. Uh, all right. A thousand shall Hit me again, Ethan. Only a spectator shall you be. Why? Because you yourself are inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. Whoa! Holy cannoli. What does that mean? It's kind of like what we're doing now. Uh, you know, in our particular area, we're, we're safe. But this is a whole nother level. This is, remember, this is back with the eagle again, looking down. Everything's way down there. We can see it, but it doesn't come near us. Oh, mm. boy, that, that, just that one will preach. All right, hit me again, Ethan. And because, okay, now here we go. Here's a requirement, and this goes back to the covenant, and he's talking to the guy again, okay, who started this thing in verses 1 through 3, I believe. And he says, because you have made the Lord your refuge, you have done the requirement, in other words, Okay, you've done your part of the, of, the, of the covenant. Because of that, because you've made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place, there, there. Now, hold on a second. What if you're in the wrong place and someplace you know you're not supposed to be? Because it says here, there, where, where the hiding place of the Most High is, no, no evil can befall you. Nothing can touch you. Nor any plague. See, there's that. What do we got? Three references to the elimination of Corona and all within, what, we got ten, ten lines here? So it has no power on us. So here we go. No evil shall befall you because you are there. So make sure that you are in the presence, in the hiding place, where you should be. How do you know you're in the right place? One of the key ways to know that you're in the right place is, are you operating in love all the time? That's hard. I know. Do your best, you know, to walk in love at all time. And the other one is the peace. If the Holy Spirit's on you, if stuff's going around uh, wrong around you, but you're at peace and you're like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about this, then you're in the hiding place of the Most High. Nothing can touch you. Now, if you start getting out of peace, you need to run back there as fast as you can to get back in peace. Now, I want to say, does everybody know what that peace is? I'll have to tell you, I'm, 
I was talking to Kate about this one day. I'm like, I'm kind of addicted to being at the peace. If I get out and I start getting that scratchy, itchy feeling, then uh, then I know. Oh, sorry, online. And uh, uh, it you start you get kind of an itchy feeling, and you feel like something's not right. Well, stop. Go to your last orders that God gave you. <laughs> Go back to that and start walking it out again, and then you'll get that peace. You'll get the. You can feel the love. You can feel the peace. That's how you know that always follow the peace. When you do that, that's how you know you're in with the Most High. All right. Hit me again, Ethan. For he will give his angels. I'm not sure about the special. I kind of like it, though. Charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and services. So he's saying, as long as you're hanging with me, as long as you're doing what I told you, you've got angels to command. All right, now here we go. What if, what if you're, com- you're, you're feeling kind of funky and, you're, and so you're kind of afraid and you tell your angels, oh, I'm afraid. The problem is, is he doesn't recognize anything that isn't the word of God, right? Because all he does is speak, he's a spirit, He doesn't speak flesh, which is really all that is. So what you need to do is make sure that whatever it is that you're saying out of your mouth is exactly what God tells you that it is. Remember, anytime that you pray something that is in the word, then you know automatically that is his will. There's no question. You know it's his will if he says it. All right. Oh, here we go. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion. What? Tread upon the lion. I mean, I can understand the adder part because it's a snake if you guys don't know that. But a young lion and sherpa, you shall trample underfoot. That means that it doesn't matter how big the problem is. It's completely immaterial because your contract with God is to eliminate it. Go on more, Ethan. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. Okay. What's happened again? We've shifted pronouns. So who's talking right now? Now we're down to the father. All right. So the dude spoke the first part, right? You and I, we spoke the first part. We said, we're under the protection. Jesus came in as the lawyer. And he says, uh, yeah, you're under our protection. Not only that, but look at this. And went on for like 10 more verses. All right. So now here's God the Father weighing in. He's saying, yes, I see the authority that that the man has done and given it to the lawyer. The lawyer has presented the legal obligation. And now I agree. God the Father is now agreeing with the declaration of Jesus about you. All right. So. Because Chris Wills has set his love upon me, therefore, I will deliver Chris Wills. I will set Chris Wills on high because he knows and understands my name. He has personal knowledge of my mercy, love, kindness, and he trusts and he relies on me, knowing that I will never forsake him. No, never. Woo! Mm. All right, hit, the, hit me again, Ethan. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. So here we are. Uh, so uh, so D- Dave shall call upon me, 
and I'll answer Dave, and I will be with Dave in trouble, and I will deliver Dave, and I will honor Dave. Right? Woo! Put your name in this when you're, when you're praying it. Get on it. With long life will I satisfy Cade, and I show him my salvation. Oh, keep going. We're not even done yet. This is still God. Oh, they do it. We are done? All right. Oh, man. I was wanting like three more verses. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, baby. All right, so uh, not long ago, a, uh, an army colonel of the he was the Special Forces Army colonel, and uh, I don't know if you know, but a colonel commands between three and 5,000 people. It's a bunch of folks. Uh, he was commissioned by the army to go into Iraq with, and take command of a unit, or well, larger than unit, I forget what they call it, a battalion, three to 5,000 guys. And uh, these were a heavy casualty assignments or what these guys got. And uh, his, his name was uh, Colonel Kirby. And he came to, to uh, Kenneth Copeland and he says, Kenneth, I'm about to take over this, this bunch of men who traditionally have very, very, very heavy casualties. Uh, what can you do? I mean, what can we do? And he says, well, I'll tell you what you do. What you do is you make it a directive that every soldier under your command knows Psalms 91 by heart. All right. So uh, I, I, I know Chris was in the military. Uh, was anybody else in the military? I forget who it was. But uh, when you have a directive like that, uh, at any time, your, your commanding officer can come to you and say, give me verse 9 of the directive, and you better have it, right? I think they call it like a daily, I forget what they call it, because clearly I was not military. But uh, I love those guys. But so they, he did. He had all of the three to 5,000 men under his command memorize Psalm 91 and confess it. All right, so they went to Iraq, and for two years, never had an injury, never had a casualty. All right, now, of course, as in great military uh, wisdom, it worked so well that they reassigned him. So... uh, so he called uh, Gen- General C- or Colonel Kirby called uh, Kenneth Copeland back up a little bit later, and he said, uh, "They're taking casualties again. Why are they taking casualties again? I mean, that was the same bunch that I had under my command." And the answer was very, very, very simple. Not all of the men were continuing on with their memorization and the application of Psalm ninety-one. They weren't enforcing it. They weren't saying, this is my covenant. This is what I know. This is what I... So, if you're feeling a little bit heavy because of all these things that are going on, if you're a little bit worried about your family, if you're scared about things that are happening, going on right now, grab a hold of Psalm 91 and, and wield it like a sword. That's, that's what the sword is for. It's it's for it's for the attack. It's to it's just to beat off these things, right? Okay. Now this only works though if you're under covenant 
through Jesus, right? So just to, uh, just to make sure, uh, and online, to make sure that we cover all of our bases, if you, would, if you have not given your heart to Jesus and you want this covenant and you want this peace and you want to be able to go through life in peace and not have the scritchy, scared, always, always feeling like you're behind, always feeling like you're in danger, always feeling like life is trying to take your head off, what you need is Jesus. That's what you need. Once you have Jesus, you can claim all of these things for your life, and they work for you. So I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, in the past I haven't been particularly good at this, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> all right. If, if you wouldn't mind, everyone just bow in your heads. And just everybody say it with me. This won't be hard. This is according to Romans 10, 9 and 10. Jesus, I come to you, and I know that I can't do it. I give my life to you. I know that you were killed and for my sins. And then you rose three days later. And I now take that blood for redemption of my sins. And I give you my life. And instruct me how you want me to use it. In Jesus' name. Well, that's all I've got, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll leave the housekeeping decayed. <laughs> all of the stuff like uh, all the other stuff you can hand. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, let's give him a hand. That's awesome. Good word. Well, if you just prayed that prayer to receive Jesus, we'd love to help you on the journey that's ahead because there is a journey that's ahead. It's not like a one and done type of thing. You got to walk it out, but we can't help you if we don't know. So we've set up an easy way for you to tell us. You simply text the word Jesus to 918-373-9883 and I'll send you lots of spam after I get your phone number. That's why I really want it. Totally joking with you. I'll just help you out. We got some cool next steps for you to take to help you along that journey. But hey, you guys, back when uh, COVID made its debut, we were kind of in the middle of something. You may remember this, our annual baby bottle drive. Anybody remember that? What happened to it? But that's for the Pregnancy Resource Center of Owasso. And really, it's such an honor to help them further their mission of helping those who are facing unplanned pregnancy. That's what they do there. They teach them. They give them resources. And I think the most important thing that they do is they help people uh, simply by educating and loving on them to choose life for their baby rather than abortion because maybe they just didn't even know there's another route. So we love to support that organization. Many of you have already given online towards the baby bottle drive. Some of you guys took baby bottles home that like week before COVID and maybe you still have them at your house. So go ahead and fill those up and bring them back with you next week and we'll wrap up the baby bottle drive and, and send that donation to them. So cool to be a part of that. Now, another thing I wanted to tell you guys is, because I've told a few people, but I keep forgetting to tell everybody, you guys know that we have another church, a startup church that meets here on Sunday nights, because God gave us this vision of letting, our, letting us, or setting up this facility so other people could use it, not just us. They've been here for about a year now, and now we have a third church that meets here on Friday nights. Yeah. That's super cool. I just love whenever God uses the resources of the church as a whole for multiple churches to use. I think that's just the beginning of what he wants to do. I really believe that the end time revival will be a result of churches coming together and working together. 
So be praying for me, praying with me as God leads me in that, because I believe that the next step for me to take is to build relationships with other pastors, because how can you ask them to bring their church in on something that we're up to if I don't have a relationship with them because they're not going to trust me? And he's already actually making those connections and blowing my mind with that because I've been asking him for it. Found out that another pastor lives in my neighborhood, and because of COVID, everybody's out walking the neighborhood, you know. I run into him, hey, how are you? Turns out he's a pastor of Rejoice here in Owasso, and now we're going to lunch together. So, I mean, it's just cool how, how we've been living in the same neighborhood for three years and never met before, and, and here we are. So, super cool. But y'all, when it comes to your normal tithes and offerings, let me just say you guys are like the most generous people that I've ever met. This whole like Psalms 91 thing is over our church because COVID showed up and I was like, man, I don't really know what's going to happen with church. But I just set my faith on it. I was like, it's going to be just fine. And you guys have outgave yourselves and you've given more than you've ever given. And what's interesting is, you know, we run our building as an event center, so they couldn't have their events here. So of course I refunded them their deposits that they paid down. And so I'm just like sending all these refunds out. Here you go, here you go, here you go. I was like... I don't think the financial statement is going to look very good this month after doing all that, but then it looked just fine because you guys are generous. And yeah, so that's awesome. If you're ready to give right now by cash or check, you can raise your hand. They'll bring an offering envelope, or you can always give online today or later this week simply by visiting nolimits.fyi on your phone, your tablet, your computer. Real easy to do there. Tap the giving button. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.